Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Well, it's a great joy this morning just to be uh, um, being able to come and share some aspects of, of the vision of our church. Um, Rach and I, we, uh, I forget who we were talking with during the week, might have someone while we were traveling and Again, we, we, uh, we, just, we just count it the greatest, greatest privilege of our lives to pastor the local church here, honestly. We are just so thankful to God every day um, for the opportunity to, to be a part of uh, uh, this local congregation. Seriously, you, you guys are amazing. I'm not saying that because I want a pay rise or anything. I'm just saying it. Amen. But you guys are, honestly, the work that you do, I just, I, we just feel so honoured to be our serving together and uh, some of the great things that we've achieved over the years and uh, some of the awesome things that are ahead of us as well and uh, really, really encouraged with that. So it's, uh, it's my honour um, this morning to be able to share some of the aspects of the vision of our local church here. Uh, last year, our church celebrated its 30th year in Shell Harbour, which was just such a milestone when you think of it. 30 years, still here, another 30 years or more if, if uh, Jesus does not return and uh, still going strong, continuing to move forward. And I always like to uh, begin by honoring the past. Uh, we are here today because of the sacrifice and the, 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 uh, the generosity of so many people that have gone before us, amen. And uh, in particular, Alan, what was your husband's name? Bob. I, I never had the privilege of meeting Bob, but people that told me um, um, about um, Bob, Alan's husband, who passed away before Rachel and I got here, apparently he was a really huge man, and uh, he hugged everyone. He was, he was renowned for the love that he had for people. Hugging, hugging, hugging. Did he hug the guys too? He did? Always on the door every week, faithfully serving, giving, sowing into the local church here, amen. And I just want to honor people like that that have gone before us and have left such a legacy for us, amen. And want to encourage us today, just as people have gone before us and left a legacy, it's our opportunity to do that as well. We are part of the local church here. We're building for the future. We're preparing for the future. Um, we may not be here in 20 years' time, 30 years' time. Some of us probably more than absolutely will be, but others a little bit older won't be, amen. But all that we do is about building and preparing a legacy for those that are coming in front of us, amen. And that's what I love about our local church here, that we are so generational and so committed uh, to preparing for the future and for those that are coming after us. Hallelujah. So I wanted to share just briefly this morning um, our vision and our mission statement in our local church. Our vision statement for Shell Harbor Community Church is simply this, empowering people to live Christ-centered lives. Amen. All that we do, all that we're about, all that we um, encourage to take place in our local church must be filtered through that vision statement, um, empowering people to live Christ-centered lives. The mission of our local church is reflected through four words. This is the church that we see. This is the church that we're becoming. This is the church that we are. But the church that we see, firstly, is connected. We see a church that's connecting with God and with others. Amen? 
That's the first thing that we see, a church that's connected. Uh, 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 connected with our Lord, connected with one another. The second word that we have that uh, helps to define our mission is the word engage. We're engaging our world for Christ, amen. Who knows today, more than ever before, our world needs Jesus Christ. Not Buddha, not Mohammed, not this one, not that one. Jesus is the Lord of all, the King of kings, the Savior far above, amen. He is the only way to heaven. He is the truth and the life. Hallelujah. So the second world is engaging. Second word is engaging our world for Christ. The third world that typifies our mission is activating. We, want to, we see a church and we want to encourage a church that is activated in their God-given gifts, in the calling of God that is upon their lives. Amen. All of us are called by God. All of us have a, uh, a purpose that God has uh, prepared us for to fulfill before we leave this earth and travel into the next. Amen. The fourth word is partnering as well. That word uh, partnering there, partnering with the local church locally and partnering with the local church here globally as well. Amen. So they're the four words that typify our mission, connect, engage, activate, and partner. Amen. Today, uh, as I said before, nine years on, Rachel and I still count it the greatest privilege to pastor uh, the local church here. Um, I got here early this morning and I had to go and have a look at our baby and uh, it's looking really good. Amen. That's the daycare center. And uh, in about two months' time, we'll be doing Cook's Tours. And um, you'll have to get online, be a small fee, probably $500 per person to walk through it. Uh, but I had to get here and have a look at our baby. It's looking good, our baby at the back there, by the way. It's looking really, really, really good. And I just think about that in the future and uh, what that's going to do um, in the community for mums and dads and for the local church here. Uh, previous to being here, we've been here now, this is uh, the 10th year? I think it's around the 9th or the 10th year that we've been here. Um, previous to that, Rachel and I were senior ministers in uh, a church in Newcastle called City Life Church Newcastle. Um, we've pastored together there uh, for 10 years. Um, I'd been in that church for seven years beforehand and uh, Rachel and I were asked to take on the role of senior pastor. Uh, we went on a honeymoon, came back, and were senior pastors in a local church. And I keep saying, people, that was one of the most amazing rides of our whole lives. Amen. Honeymoon, come back, senior pastor. That was quite a, a bizarre thing. But we were there for 10 years in, in the Newcastle area, serving together. Uh, we loved the local church there. If we could just bring up a picture, that'd be great. Um, it was the Newcastle Basketball Stadium. Um, if, when we arrived uh, there, uh, there, was, there was none of that there. It was basically sarking. Um, sometimes you'd preach on a Sunday night and a rat would run across the rafters at the top there. Amen. Not good for engaging the congregation, but that's what used to take place. Um, we used to have side petitions there, and I'd be over the left there praising God, and with one hand I'd be praising, the other hand I'd be holding the petition up because often it'd want to fall on you. I mean, it was the old basketball stadium. It was really, really dodgy. Um, really, really old. And um, over the 10-year period, we were able to renovate the building, put in the, the suspended ceiling, the walls, put a cafe in the corner there. And uh, over the 10-year period, it became um, uh, tripled in size, the church, and it was known back then when we were COC as one of the healthiest churches in New South 
Wow. So we, we really uh, love the church there. Um, as I said, overall, uh, I was there for 17 years, um, served as a uh, uh, served as um, children's ministry, new Christians coordinator, youth pastor, um, assistant pastor, associate pastor, did all that sort of stuff. And it was nine years ago that we were asked by our national oversight to move to Shell Harbor to pastor the church here. And as the story goes, we said at the time, well, no, this can't be right. Uh, we just bought a house in a little suburb called Georgetown. And I had for the first time in my life a six-car garage. Amen. It was a man's dream. I was just in love. I was just like, wow, check it out. I used to go in there like I do for the little baby out the back. I'd walk out there and just have a look around and dream about all the stuff that I could do. Had a little carpet section where I put all my fishing gear. I mean, we were set. So when we were asked to move, it was like, well, why would we move? We, you know, we have this lovely church. It's debt-free. There's no, no um, um, issues financially. Um, it's a wonderful congregation. We've, we've married so many of the young adults. And, you know, we're just so ingrained in the local church community there. Um, but it was over a six-week period, Rachel and I went through, uh, I suppose as we look back now, it was a real grieving period because we had days where we would just start crying and uh, we weren't really quite sure why and we'd feel depressed and just down. And, and we got to the end of the six-week period and um, we felt that the Lord was asking us to move to Shell Harbor. And uh, that was a massive move. I still remember sitting down with Corey and Joe and uh, they're a lot, lot littler then. And uh, we told them we were moving. They both cried. It was at uh, Waratah sitting at the, the um, Gloria Jeans Cafe. Dad was eating a sausage roll. I don't know what mum was eating. But anyway, we told them they started crying. And, uh, but we made, them, made the decision to move based on the fact that we felt that God was asking us to move to Shell Harbour. Um, very interesting time when we did arrive. Uh, we had a three-month period transitioning between um, Newcastle and Shell Harbour. So over a three-month period, we would drive backwards and forwards. We got to know the road between here and Newcastle very, very well. Amen. And uh, so we did that, but it was during that time that we were traveling um, to and from that we really felt that God put the DNA for our local church into our hearts. Because every time that we came to the local church, we'd drive down the driveway there. And on this wall, it's not there now, but there used to be a really big sign on the wall there that said, Community Church. And uh, many people would remember that sign that was there. Uh, but that really captivated my heart. That word there, community, really, I don't know, just, just got in my heart and Rachel's heart. And over a three-month period as we traveled, um, um, that, 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 that call to community, that call to serving our local community began to build. And the Lord gave us, <clears throat> the Lord, the Lord gave us three scriptures. <laughs> I feel like get, getting all islandy on you, but I better not. No, I won't. Praise the master. Hallelujah. All right, back to it. Matthew, first one was Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. It says this, let your, let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. That was the first scripture that really struck me. And the words there were good works. Let them see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Another scripture the Lord gave us was in Acts chapter 10, verse 38. And it says this, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the, 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 the enemy. The words that really struck me there were the words doing good. Amen? So that was the second scripture. Then the third scripture was found in Isaiah chapter 59, 6 and 7. It's the scripture talking about what true fasting looks like. 
uh, compared to um, falseness. But in this verse of Scripture, it says this. It says, Is this not the fast that I've chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out when you see the naked, that you cover him, and not hide yourself from your own flesh? Well, it was these verses of Scripture that, that we felt, and we still do today, that our church was called to be a church that demonstrates the love of Jesus through and by our actions. And so over the last nine years, we've, we together, all of us, have been committed in serving our local community um, here, also abroad as well. And today I wanted to just to touch on some of those things this morning, just to share with you some of the things that we have been doing over those last number of years. Firstly, number one was food care. And 2009, Karen's down the front there, our food care manager. What a job. She does an amazing job, amazing job. 2009, we started the, the food care um, uh, ministry with the aim of providing practical assistance to our local community. And today, many years on, we've supported thousands of families and individuals for our food care. Every week, people are prayed for, people are encouraged, people are loved, people are, are reached out to every week. Amen. And uh, every year, there's around 3,500 families that come through uh, the, the doors of food care to get assistance in practical ways with food. Every year, dozens of free care packs are given out to people. And I tell you what, the, 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 the volunteers and the work that they do, it is making such a difference in so many individuals and families that come and use it every week. Amen. And again, all thanks to the team that do such an amazing job. So that's one of the things that we do. We love food care. We just think it's such a, an amazing uh, thing that we do do here. The second thing is uh, CityServe. 2014, we established uh, CityServe in the life of our uh, city here. And CityServe is best described or defined as the collaboration of church, community, and council for the purpose of bringing transformation to our city. Last Thursday, or Thursday before last, before we went away, we had uh, another uh, meeting with council and um, um, church came together and met at uh, Green Poppies, very good cafe down there as well in the village. Uh, but we met there, it was just amazing just to, to be there. We had the council staff, uh, there would have been about six or seven of them. Um, one individual who's one of the directors on, on staff at council, um, he's been moved, he was our direct um, point of contact, but council have moved him into another portfolio. Uh, he was there on Thursday because he so loved CityServe, amen? Went out of his way to make sure that he was there on Thursday on that, on that particular meeting. But from an operational point of view, so far CityServe has conducted 12 projects across the life of our city. 850 plus volunteers have been involved, equated to about 7,000 volunteer hours that we've sown back into our city. We've, uh, city. we've contributed back into our city's economy, well over $140,000 worth of volunteering. And uh, there's been over uh, 30 participating organizations that have been involved over these last three years together. Today, we're so proud of the work of CityServe in our city, but the real driver for me uh, personally is the relational aspect that CityServe brings to our city. CityServe is a platform for relational unity. We, not be, may, be, we may, may not be able to all agree on the way each of us prays or worship or even some of our doctrines, but as church leaders, we could all agree together on the power of serving together. Amen? 
powerful. Um, we've had uh, ministers and congregational members from well over 25 churches working uh, together to transform our city. We have Anglicans, we have Baptists, we have Uniting Church, we have Presbyterians, uh, we have um, Churches of Christ, and of course we've got crazy Pentecostal people like me as well that are a part of it, amen, but we're partnering together and bringing transformation. When I think about other ministers in our city, I don't see them as um, competitors, I see them as brothers, hallelujah. And I know that they see us the same way as well. God is doing and has done such an amazing thing through CityServe. In fact, the Psalm uh, 133, it says this, talking about unity. It says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And also love what it says at the end of that verse, because it says, For there, at that point of unity, uh, the Lord commanded a blessing, life forevermore. Amen? I believe the more, the more unified we are, as local churches in our city, more the blessing of God is coming down upon our city. I believe that. You might think that I'm a, a screw loose, a kangaroo short of a top paddock or something. You might think I'm a little bit like whatever, but I believe the more united that we are as, as Christians, from whatever denominations that we are, the more of the hand of God's coming down upon our city. Amen. I believe that with all of my heart. That's why we continue to sow into it. Um, the favor that comes from the unity is inspiring. We, uh, as I said before, we're a line item in the council's budget. Um, and when we talk with council staff, they say that city serve takes precedence over everything else that's going on in council when they start to prepare for a project. Um, the talk within council with those that are a part of city serve projects is that when city serve completes a project, there's no graffiti or vandalism at those sites. In fact, I still re remember the words of the council director after we completed a project some three months later. He said, could you bring a bit of that magic of city serve to the Albion Park area for the next one that we're about to do? Amen. They mentioned that on Thursday again. Bit of the magic. We said it's the presence of God. Amen. But isn't that astounding? I'll just pause for a moment because I know I have a tendency to rush. But just to think about all of those sites since the church has been there and served, there has been little to no graffiti or vandalism on those sites that's not me making that up and saying that to you that's council staff saying that to us that's astounding astounding that's city transformation amen so recently if i could throw it up there again uh, we had the meeting on last thursday two thursdays before and again i was asked to open in prayer <laughs> This is a, a, an agenda that's been sent out, sent out that was in uh, January this year, uh, the agenda by, from council, uh, welcome opening in prayer. I don't know, I think that's awesome. <laughs> I think that's awesome. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. That's city transformation stuff, amen? So city service has become such a great platform for transforming our city. Um, for bringing churches together as well. So that's the second thing that part of our vision is to continue to work with the other churches in our city to, um, to foster our relational unity for the purpose of bringing transformation to our city. Amen. The third thing that we're really thrilled about this morning as well, I can throw it up there, is our long daycare center. Amen. Woo! 
Thank you, Michael. Michael, I, uh, I was texting Michael this morning. <laughs> I was texting Michael this morning. It was about 6.30 or something like that. I said, mate, can you help me out? I need that logo. Couldn't find it on my computer. He very generously emailed it to us. But that's the, uh, the logo, Sprouts Early Learning. And uh, we are so encouraged with the progress. Um, it was 2009. Um, the first year in, arrived October, I think it was, August or October. Anyway, 2008, we arrived. 2009, we had a business meeting, committee and management meeting. I remember walking out the foyer. Um, Dave's, Dave's the, 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 the last man standing at the moment. That's awesome. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound good, but you know what I mean. We walked out of the foyer, walked um, to the left of the building, and I just had a vision of a long daycare center. I, said, I see this colorful um, daycare center. I think that was probably all that I said. I don't know. I, and then I probably wanted to say, one day, it's probably what we said. One day. <laughs> Hallelujah! Praise the master! You'll go, amen. <laughs> Some of the young people look at me and go, seriously. Walked out, and in 2009, had a, a split-second split vision of a daycare center. So encouraged about that. As we started working along that process for the daycare center, we uh, discovered that our zoning wouldn't allow us to have a daycare center here. Um, at that particular time, Frank Sartor uh, was, was standard, standard, standardizing zoning right across New South Wales. Um, so that a zone here would mean the same thing in another part of New South Wales. And um, zoning, rezoning normally is a very, very expensive exercise. Um, for $1,200 and a letter, uh, we had our zone changed so that we could build a daycare centre. $1,200 and a letter. You remember that, Dean? A letter. So our zone was rechanged. Um, then we, 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 we decided that we wanted to um, um, start the, the planning phase. Uh, I've got time, yeah. Is it all right? Are you all happy if I just rave on a bit? I'm having fun up here. <laughs> um, but I remember sitting in the office about four years ago and just frustrated because, you know, I'm the sort of person that once the Lord gives me a vision, it's done. Like the Bible college, it's done. But I remember sitting in the office about four years ago being frustrated, thinking, oh, when are we going to start planning this? I opened up the phone book. Back then there was a phone book still. Opened up the phone book, um, went to design, put my finger on this um, one, Warilla, Tasman Design. Got on the phone, do you build daycare centers? Oh, excuse me, do you design daycare centers, blah, blah, blah. Yes, they do. He says to me, oh, by the way, Shane, I've been meaning to call you. I said, oh, really, why? He said, I'm a church planner in the city. Just started a church out of City Life Church in Wollongong. I wanted to come and meet you. Amen? So this man, Adrian, he's the, he's the pastor in the city, but he also became the designer for our long daycare center. Amen? Amen? Just little things like that, that, that God's gone, gone ahead of us. And anyway, so we put the, uh, the development application in, and um, we, 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 we weren't quite sure how long that would take. You know, being a church and daycare center and you know, all those um, potential um, um, aspects that can take place. Well, we put our development application in. Four weeks later, we had our DA approved. Four weeks later, all done and dusted. Amen? Hallelujah. So just so encouraged by all that God has done. And it was in um, April this year, I think it was. Did we start in April? We engaged 
um, the Cooper brothers that are um, a part of our local church here as well. Um, they have been astounding to work with. Absolutely astounding to work with. I mean, there's been to take out everyone out of the multifunction room and to adjust all those rooms was a huge potential interruption, but being able to work with the guys has just been astounding. So a couple of weeks ago, just a little, little God thing as well, uh, we wanted to register um, Shine Early Learning Center as a business name and um, Sprouts, what did I say? Oh, that's because I deleted it from the old uh, PowerPoint this morning, right. We wanted to register Sprouts Early Learning Center and uh, so we got on there and it was, was, was taken. And I said, oh, okay. We didn't think there'd be that many creative people out there like us. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say us. I had nothing to do with it, actually. <laughs> In fact, when they first, the branding team first, first, um, <laughs> first um, gave us the name, Rachel said they, they, they're wanting to call it Sprouts. And I went, what the heck? <laughs> Sprouts? And I remember in a business meeting, I said to, to, to Dean, because Dean loves the name, and, and I do now as well, I think it's awesome. But I remember in a business meeting, I was really pushing back. We were talking about the branding and the name, and I, I was just pushing back on Dean, and he got a bit cross at me, I think, <laughs> in the meeting, because he sort of sat there like that. But I was only doing it to see how committed he was, and he's totally committed to it, amen. <laughs> he is totally. And if Dean's totally committed to it, then I am as well. It works. Hallelujah. So we couldn't get the name. So we found out that it was um, registered by a church on the central coast in Erina. Um, the name of the church, I can't remember. Anyway, I sent them, rang them up and said, look, this is the deal. Are you using the name? You got any intention? They said, send us an email. So I sent them an email. They came back and said, we'd love you to have the name. We're not using it. We've got no intention. So, you know, we'll be registering that name as um, um, Sprouts Early Learning Center. Amen. How amazing is God? continually time and time again goes before us knows what he's doing and uh, so our long daycare center will be such a huge huge um huge huge blessing to our community and to our local church here as well um our director we introduced a few weeks ago um ruth cadwell um dan as well wonderful people and i remember i said said i, I met with ruth probably three and a half maybe four years ago and uh, she, she came to assist us in some early planning. I don't even know what the conversation was about, but it was around the daycare center. And I remember finishing that meeting thinking, man, she would make a great director. I remember thinking three and a half, four years ago, she was, wasn't in our local, they weren't in our local church. Uh, um, Ruth was um, working in another preschool in the city, but I just walked away thinking, man, she would be just amazing, full of vision and da-da-da-da-da. And um, here we are today. That's bizarre. That's bizarre, isn't it? God is going before us. So we see that the Long Daycare Center is going to be just such a, a, a wonderful way of continuing to serve um, our local community. The fourth thing as well is this goes with our, our community, uh, serving our community, um, is our Care Force Life Keys as well. Um, we have a heart to see the implementation of, of our Care Force Life Keys. I believe it's like a hand-in-glove fit for our local church here. And uh, we'll be starting very shortly. Um, or Stephen Robshaw will be leading. Is it Search for Significance? I knew that. Search for Life. That'll be starting next term as well. Uh, but Care Force Life Keys have so many 
um, so many ministries and we believe that as families are coming into our, our, our facility using the long daycare center, who knows what needs that they will have. Uh, but there's so many courses. They have a, 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 a valiant man, a woman to woman, a parenting course, a, a foundational course, a, um, a managing your money course, a, a marriage course, a divorce recovery course, a, um, healthy lifestyle, kids with courage. There's so many courses that CareForce Life Care has in our heart and vision over the, the next number of years is to see more and more of these courses implemented and, and sewn into our local church here as well with a purpose of, of helping people to recover and to be restored, amen? And we just see that through the daycare center and the other things that we do as well, it's gonna bring such a great blessing to the local churches. So that's the fourth thing, CareForce Life Keys. Number five, and I'm just about done this morning, is our missions. Um, we are very, very committed um, in, 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 in assisting those by giving people in third world uh, nations uh, not a hand out, but a hand up. And we've been involved now in Vanuatu for, I think it's the last two and a bit years, nearly three years. And uh, what I find amazing about um, Vanuatu is that so sometimes we think about ministering to poor people. We think about India. We think about Africa. Um, we think about other third world nations. But three, years from, three hours from our shore, you'll find some of the poorest people on the planet. Just three hours from our shores. And so we're very, very committed. If I could have the next screen, that would be great. Very, very committed. That's the uh, Tanner Island INC members. Um, that was a 2015 photo. But they were, the, they were the, uh, the churches and the members that we ministered to last week. There's a number of pastors there. Uh, but that was after the, the, the cyclone. That was the trade school that was knocked down at the back there. See all the treetops? In this section in particular, all blown down. Uh, it's all restored now, looking really, really good. But they are the people that we ministered to. Some of the, some of the poorest people uh, that you'll meet, but some of the most amazing people as well. Like I said before, they so love Jesus. If I could just have that next screen uh, as well, that would be great. Um, just wanted to show you that. <laughs> I feel like a pioneer, David Immersides and I. Just show you that up there. Check, check those out. You, you know what they are? Have a good look. They're holding something. So 2015, Cyclone Pam went through and just devastated the place, and in particular, Tanner Island. Tanner Island um, is the southernmost part of the island. It got hammered the worst, 250 kilometer hour gusts of winds, and uh, by the grace of God, you know, there's only, uh, only I think, across the whole island, only 11 people lost their lives, which I just think is astounding. Uh, 11's too many, of course, but to consider the, 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 the power of that storm. So in 2015, we were aware of the, the, the cyclone that went through, and so we gathered that 40-foot container, and um, we filled it up with roofing iron and did all sorts of stuff like that. We sent it over, but one of the things that we did do is we got clearance for seeds, seedlings. So we contacted the Tanner, we contacted the uh, Vanuatu government and said, look, we want to send uh, these seeds over. So they gave us permission. So we got thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of seeds in boxes. And then at that conference in 2015, we gave them out to all the Tanner Island people. Well, they're black Russian tomatoes <laughs> that we sent over there in 2015. And here they are. And we're like, this is astounding. Because... <laughs> That there is Rosalind, and she said before the cyclone, we have never had those tomatoes. <laughs> Isn't God amazing? Just little stuff like that. So we're like horticultural pioneers, Dave. 
It's just astounding. Isn't that, does that encourage you this morning? Next slide, if I could, would be great. Just to help the guys there, that's, uh, that's in the village. When we gathered up all of the iron, we said that we want the iron to go to um, widows and orphans and to the pastors. We want their roofs redone. And uh, some, some people would remember we had weeks and weeks of going to Sydney picking up iron. And I am so pleased to tell you today that that's the first lot of iron that I saw when we were there just last week. Amen. And I know it. You might be thinking I'm off, off the planet, but I know those sheets that we brought, uh, the colors that were there as well. And that's the pastor's house behind me there. Amen. So I just wanted to show all those men. Uh, folk that gave so many hours in collecting the iron, bringing it back here, cutting the iron, doing all that sort of stuff as well. I wanted to show you there to give glory to God for all the hard work that people did. Amen? All the hard work that they did. I just think that's, that's just astounding. So this year, um, our teams, teams that have gone over there, uh, this year our church was involved in a number of things. Firstly, it was building a community market. Um, in one of the poorest areas in Vila. We were there this week on Thursday, went and had a look at that. Job well done. Very, very solid structure. Awesome. It's a great structure right in the, in the middle there. Uh, we're re-roofing one of the INC churches on Tanner Island, if I could have that next slide. Uh, that there is where we had the conference. That's the, a church that was reconstructed in that village there. Uh, Marty, Marty Daniels, um, Scott Williams, and five other, five other guys and some, some of the wives as well went over there in April and they rebuilt that church there. That church there, the pastor there, I'm going I'm to do my best to bring him, bring him um, to Australia at some point. Pastor Daniel, he's 27 years of age. He's got his whole village saved. I mean, he's on fire. Just amazing. And when, when that uh, church was rebuilt, because you've got you to get, you just got to capture the concept. They don't go to the bank and say, can I borrow some money? Or they don't go to the chiefs and say, can you give me money? The reality is, they would never, ever be able to do that on their own. So us white Australians have gone over there, Christian brothers in the faith, and have done that for them. That's why they are, have been so overwhelmed. Um, with the generosity of the church here and around New South Wales as well. That's a beautiful congregation and a beautiful church, amen. And it only looks like a tin shed to you and I, but to them it's Hillsong. They're just like, it's just like awesome. doesn't get any better, amen. This year as well, we were part of our sending teams to the north to encourage um, uh, the churches in the north part uh, as well. Um, last Thursday we were there as well if I could just bring that next slide up as well uh, we got to, villi we got to um, visit um, I don't know if we can turn the lights off just to give people a really good look at that if we can um, but we went to uh, just to help you um, down that direction if, you were, if I was standing there I'd go down that direction is where the community uh, market's been built and next to that is where the community centre is being built by the Australian government the end of the street, this is the preschool. This is a school for, <clears throat> this is a school for, for kids from the local community that come from around there, um, and it's a preschool. Uh, I think it's um, two to six, sometimes they take up to eight years of, of age children. Um, but that's the school there. There's three teachers that um, are, are responsible for teaching the kids. The front room here is, um, is um, I forget the age group, and then, then the other end is the other age group as well. There's about 35 kids that attend that school there. It's a Christian school. Uh, it's non-denominational. Um, 
and we were we were there we met the teachers had a good look around but it's pretty bad hey pretty bad when it rains that end of the uh that's the uh that was a i think a tent from the un or somewhere like that but when it rains they can't use that side um but if you could just see the roof there the roofing iron so that's that's a school so we met with the teachers we we talked to them um uh, the, the problem that I see with this, this um, 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 structure here is that the school's on uh, land that's leased and I, would, I, I think we'd have a real problem in, in, in s- building something that's on leased land, yeah? You know what I mean? It's rented, so at any time the owner could say, get off. But the awesome news is, is while we were talking there, the chief came down and the administrator. So in the village, every, every community's got a chief. He's the... the, the, the he's the chief then you've got the administrator he's like the one that communicates with the with the with the community and etc so we met with the chief and the and the um the um administrator and they must have cottoned on that we were talking about well what could we do to help the school they took us back down um to where the um where the community market is that we built where the community center is being built and there's quite a large parcel of land that's still been uh, 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 still uh, uh, potentially um, vacant for us, um, potentially to build a school possibly next year. Uh, but the, the awesome thing about where the community centre is and where the community market is is that that land was donated to the community by the government. Amen. So if you were to build a community uh, school on community land, I think that's a far better deal. So I just wanted to show you, there's lots of prayer and discussion to go on about that. Uh, but who knows, maybe for 2018, it could be something that we might, might prayerfully consider um, achieving over there and building that school community, which I think will make a huge difference. The lights are coming on, so I need to start to wind up. Amen. So also we support, just out of our, our missions as well, we support the amazing work of Bruce Hills, who's an incredible minister. Bruce is the International Director for World Outreach, and every month we support him. Uh, does an amazing work. We also support and encourage one of our young men, Mark Hunter. That's David and Wendy, Wendy. David and Wendy Hunter's son, eldest son, who's been over Perth, uh, been in Perth now for the last two years. This is the third year, third year now, um, leading teams um, for youth with a mission and doing an amazing work over there as well. So, you know, time wouldn't permit this morning for us to talk about the all the awesome work of our youth ministry to talk about our young adults, to talk about our children's ministry, to talk about our worship team. Um, I, I believe with all my heart, it's like our, our church truly is continuing to burst with vision. Amen. And I just want to encourage us just with these last uh, words, if I could have the next scream. This was a shot taken um, pretty much near the opening of the church there. The song that we were singing there, I believe, is an encouragement to us here today. Listen to the lyrics of the song. It says, I'm building your house for all generations. I'm building your house with an expectation. We will see your glory fall in this house of miracles as we stand together. (laughs) How funny is that? That was a picture taken of the service. And that to, to me this morning is a message to all of us. Amen. Hallelujah.